You're listening to a lifestyle podcast with Lavoni and Sarah. Our goals to inspire good health and well-being, empowerment, beauty and joy, offering support and friendship as we share our journeys in the hopes it helps you. Hello, my friends, and thanks for tuning in to what was once the Waiting Room Podcast. I'm Lavoni, and together with my co-host, Sarah, we want to let you know our podcast has changed its name from the Waiting Room Podcast to simply Lavoni and Sarah. Now, along with the name change, we're doing some rebranding and developing a website, all very exciting, and we'd love you to come along on this adventure with us. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Waiting Room Podcast, Clear Space, Clear Mind. Hi, it's Lavoni, and today Sarah and I are chatting about the benefits of decluttering. Is your home and or your workspace filled with too much stuff? Are you forever losing things? Do you often feel unorganized or overwhelmed? Clearing clutter is one of the simplest things you can do to move your life forward. You want to release the old to make room for the new. And when it comes to creating a lifestyle change, such as losing weight and getting healthier, it's no different. But before we get into today's topic, how did you do with last week's goal, Sarah? What was it and how did you go? Uh, My goal last week was to set a regular time for exercise. I talked about that in lockdown I did that at five o'clock every day I was exercising and realised I felt so good, so why was I not doing it again? Um, I've done really well. Um, I have tried to stick around that sort of timings a couple of times. I've had to make it a little bit later just because of the ebb and flow of everyday life. But um, I've been out there. I haven't been out every single day, but I think I've only missed two days out of the week. Um, I'm building up my length of time, obviously. Um, as we've talked about since my surgery, I haven't gone full full go out into my exercise routine that I did before, but up to about 15 minutes um, at, at full resistance on the exercise bike. So definitely feeling like I'm making progress Uh, you had a similar goal didn't you mine was to exercise every day which I surprisingly did because I did not feel like it and knowing that I had set myself that challenge for one of a better Mm -hmm. reason um made me do it and granted every day wasn't you know like a marathon workout um, yesterday, for example, I had had a complete and utter shit sleep the night before. I was, you know, eyebrow deep, still in Mexican recipes. And yep. I thought, I'm not going to do it today. I really just wanted to curl up and go to sleep. But I thought, yep. nope, I'm going to do it. So I just left everything. I left all the shit mess all over the kitchen. And mm-hmm. I just went and worked out for 30 minutes. And I tell you, afterwards, I felt extremely virtuous. Because I think, you know, doing it at a time when I really didn't want to um, and I was so tired just made it seem like it was, I don't know, like a victory or something. Um, And I think, you know, when you do things that you don't want to do, when you do do them, it, the it has yeah. the achievement has such an impact uh, on you, and which is like a pretty good segue really into this week's topic, which is the whole decluttering, paring yeah. down thing. Minefield. Yeah, be- <laughs> well, yeah, and so many people, if you talk to them, say they either don't feel like you know I don't know where to start, or 
the trying to find, you know, get motivated to start, which, mm-hmm. as we know, is never going to happen. You just have nope. to start. And so, um, once again, like everything that, you know, that we talk about, I think when you're trying to declutter is setting um, just small goals, starting with a drawer, yeah. with a room. I'm kind of an all or nothing sort of person. So I tend to, um, like when I do my closets so twice a year, I, I go through, you know, for the change of seasons because they're so dramatic here. Um, and I don't have a closet big enough to have all my, you know, seasonal stuff in. Yep. But I go through and I pretty much take everything out and then mm-hmm. sort through it and put it and put it back. I yeah. um, put my seasonal stuff up in uh, totes and then I get those down, sort through okay. them. Has it got a stain in? Has it got a rip, you know, or something that I can't mend? Do I absolutely love it? Um, yep. Have I been holding on to those waiting to see whether I either fit into them again? Fit into it, yeah. Or that maybe I might like to wear them. And so um, I tend to just create a catastrophic mess, which I know would be total overwhelm for a lot of people, and then just sort through it that way. I don't do everything in my house like that. I, I will often just do it drawer by drawer or, or room by room. But I mm-hmm. definitely um, like to get rid of stuff, and I'm on like a mission right now to, to do it. What about you? So are you um, – I know you've been talking about doing your office. Oh, yeah, I have. So um, I'm similar, really. I, I'm i not untidy. I don't have a huge amount of stuff, but I have got things I don't need. And I just want that pure clarity of just knowing exactly what I've got and I can get to it really easily. So um, a couple of weekends ago, I did a bit of work in my kitchen exactly the same thing as you were just describing, taking everything out of my kitchen cupboard, checking all of the dates on the tins, getting rid of things that had gone, you know, past the, the date by a substantial way. Some of them, I was like, oh, my goodness, how did that get to the back of there? Um, and then I bought um, some Lazy Susans and things like that so I could oh, actually yeah, good, yeah. see what I've got. Because right. the trouble is I've got quite a deep cupboard, which is how this has happened. So things have got pushed to the back. Only ever think about the things that are at the front. And it's just not easy to see not getting used properly so I put things on a lazy Susan I can turn it around and stacked like like products together so I could clearly see what I've got helping me with my shopping so I can then you know visually see oh I'm down to one last can of beans or whatever it might be so I can pop that on the shopping list for next time so but for me I've I've got a massive project to do really when I consider my whole house um but I've just been doing as you've described picking one thing at a time right um just starting with a draw going through that as you said that I've just got a book next to my um side here that's basically it says it's I'm just reading the title start with your sock drawer um <laughs> by by Vicky Silverthorne and I read that years ago and it was the same sort of concept just you know the achievement that you get don't you by just starting with one drawer, oh, getting yeah. it sorted and then getting it back but your home it's just like my where I'm trying. I know you're trying to work on it, but I'm trying to work to how your home is even now because <laughs> it's just so clear. I'm like, oh, I well, that's what people people that. say. I have a, a really good friend up in Canada. Uh, you know, I used to live up there, and and she and I have remained friends. And she'll come down to visit. And every time she's come here, she's walked in and said, "How do you keep your home so tidy?" Well, one, I'm having visitors, so of course I'm going to, you know, tidy up. Yeah, exactly. But um, 
most days people could walk in and apart from, you know, if I'm in the kitchen testing recipes um, or developing or whatever I'm doing, but my house will be tidy because I, years ago, I heard someone say, um, touch something once. So if you get, you know, like the mail when it comes in and you think, uh -huh. oh, you pop it on your desk or you pop it somewhere, most people have like a dumping spot for stuff, yeah. right? To, that, that they'll deal with later. So what I do is usually my husband collects um, the mail because we don't have a box outside our house. It's down the street and mm -hmm. just because we're rural. But um, so he'll bring it in. And it's usually for me to sort through and I will pick it up and I'll either shred it or tear it up or whatever. If it's a, mm -hmm. if it's a bill um, because, you know, we still do get some paper bills um, even though, you know, you've ticked the, I don't want to receive yeah. paper bills, but you know, our little town, they send out a little thing, you know, and you still pay by check and all the rest of yeah. so it's a small town. So, um, but I put it into a file as soon as I get it, I pick it up, I put it into a file for bills to be paid. And okay. so I touch something once okay. if it's, you know, if it's a magazine, I don't subscribe to a lot of magazines anymore, but, um, Excuse me. If it's a magazine, I will, um, you know, take the paper off it or whatever, yeah. and I'll pop it in next to the couch where I can, you know, sit and read it. And I just, I'll put things away. If I use something, I will, uh, after I'm done, I'll put it away. If yeah. it's things like my, my glasses, you know, my, my reading glasses, if they're not sort of perched up on my head, if I'm done with them, I'll put them back in their case. Or, you know, mm -hmm. overnight I take my contact lenses out, I put glasses on. When I take them off overnight, I put them back in, in their case. Because otherwise, mm -hmm. if you don't do that, then you're looking for stuff. And I think people that. spend yeah. so much time looking for things, their keys or whatever. There was um, the, my same Canadian friend. I saw this uh, thing on Instagram or something like that, and it was um, – of a duck inside. I don't know if you've seen it. And it was like no. running back and forth down this hallway. And I sent it to my friend because I pictured her of a morning being like that. <laughs> and and like, she said, it's so, where is everything? Yeah. And I think it creates a level of stress. Whereas if you put things back where you got them from, you walk in, you hang yeah. your keys up, um, you know, you put your handbag down and wherever it, you know, like the same sort of place you put things away after you, then when you go to get them, they're there. And I'm sure some yeah. people like rolling their eyes going, well, yeah, it's all right for some when you come in, you've got the kids and it's chaos and all the rest of it, but it doesn't take any longer. It doesn't take, no. take any longer to hang a coat up as it does to put it on the back of a chair. Yeah. So if people at that, you know, like touch something once. So if they think yeah, about that, yeah. then it um, lessens the mess and it stops you having to shuffle stuff around. I guess I've been sort of doing that. So in my same weekend when I did my kitchen, I also got some baskets for my laundry, my clean laundry, because I'd let that get out of control. It had gotten away from me. So when I was hanging out all the, you know, the washing it's dry I'd grab it off the area and basically plonk it onto the spare bed next to the area and then it got to the morning exactly as you described where my son's going have I got any clean boxes and where's right. this t-shirt I'm like well it's in the pile somewhere like that thing and right. we're flinging it around and of course then the pile has got even worse 
and I suddenly thought, right, enough, enough of this. The reason part of it gets sort of a bit piled up is I want to iron it, but I don't have a huge amount of time for ironing. So that sort of then builds up. Anyway, I went and got four baskets, quite big ones, and I put them on the spare bed right next to the airer. Right. <laughs> so okay. when I take the underwear, the, the pants or the socks or the whatever it off, I literally fold them and put them straight in the relevant basket. Right. So my son's got a basket, I've got a basket. And then you've got, got an got ironing basket. basket. Exactly. And things would they need to go downstairs to all of the tea towels and you know all of those sorts right. of things. And then also I've set myself a task of every day when I'm because I have to do a load every day. We just get through that much washing. So when I'm taking the dry stuff off, automatically I put it away now. I iron straight away. Oh, God, really? Off, what, so if there's three T-shirts or four T-shirts, I just iron them there and then. Wow. Because it takes probably five minutes. Right. Fold them and put them in his pile or my pile, whatever. Right. And because I've got this backlog... I was like, okay, Sarah, every day you have to put 10 things away from that pile. So, like, we talked about breaking down, you know, yeah. I look at it and think, overwhelmed. Yeah. Is when I'm going to take me five hours to stand and sort that out. Right. So, every day I'm taking 10 things out. That's it. Some of it may not even need ironing. It's just a quick fold and it's fine. But, right. And then don't leave them in a pile. Actually, physically put them away in my wardrobe drawer, whatever. Right. It may be. I have to say, I've probably only got three sessions left and I'm going to be clear. So there's going to be a massive celebration at that wow. point. Um, because then you find clothes you've forgotten because they've been in this flipping great pile for God knows how long. Right. But the system is working brilliantly because my son can, in the morning, get up. Because what would happen is they'd never make their way up to their drawer. And the way that he gets himself sorted in the morning because he's on the top floor of the house is he's come down and used the bathroom and it basically suits him to have his clothes there ready rather than faffing about going back up right. so you just go straight into the laundry room there's his basket there's socks there's pants there's t-shirts ironed and folded his sports stuff is all hanging up ready and he just literally grabs what he wants and goes so you describing that franticness of going where is where is i totally have lived that only if you know right right but so that's one tip i can give people even if you don't get to putting it away in their drawers or away out of sight it's right. so calming having a dedicated basket it cost me barely any money right just to buy, it's ikea just an ikea little basket it's being organized it's a, it's a system isn't it if you've got a system mm-hmm. that's what helps you to be organized right now, i think i'm quite good with my systems getting better but what i have is too much stuff so where you're talking about putting things away i'm good at that but right. what i have is probably 50 percent more stuff than in this house than I actually need yeah yeah and I think that's you know that's a big um thing of what we're talking about today too is is the decluttering and how to to declutter and I know for a lot of people it's um it's hard because they well they either hang on to stuff for sentimental reasons but a big yeah, thing emotional. is people hang on to things because they think well what if I might need it and they yeah. can justify it by saying, well, wasteful one day it's it. wasteful yeah. or one day I might want to use that. And I think, oh, okay, well, you haven't used it in the last bloody six years. Yeah. What makes you suddenly decide that you that think that you're going to have to, to use it? So I think The way it, I look at it is if you said, if, if someone said to you, you've got to pay rent to store that item, 
Right. Would you be willing to pay the rent story? Right. And I think that's, some people would because they find it so hard to let go of things. And yeah. I think, you know, and that just, that to me, when, when you like that, when you um, surround yourself with so much stuff, you're putting up these blockers that mm -hmm. stop other things from coming into your life. When you think about how good you feel when you clean out a cupboard or clean out a whole room and, and just yeah. purge, whether you're donating it, pitching it, recycling it, whatever, selling it, um, it's such a good feeling. It's, it's yeah. really quite liberating. And if people could focus on that, and that feeling of how good they they feel. I mean, there's a reason. It's like keeping stuff and hoarding stuff. People think that hoarders are people that have stuff, you know, pathways they can hardly walk through in their house. But mm. no, I mean, my mum was a hoarder, unbeknownst to us, till we started going through her place, until she got dementia yeah. too. But she was a neat hoarder. And she mm -hmm. was very sort of clean and tidy. But... She'd kept like every card that she ever got, birthday card, yeah. all neatly, you know, wrapped up with a date and stuff on it in in totes. And I was, we were like, good grief, you know, going through all her things, um, you know, lots of artwork because she drew and all the rest of it. And yeah. that was really hard to to get rid of, Peop, you know, things that mum had started to, to paint or draw. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it was... I'm very emotional, but at the same time, you have to then try and take the emotion out of it and think, what am I going to do with it? I'm just going to stick yeah, it in a cupboard. Same. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the same. So I was just thinking that with my, the thing that I'm particularly bad at with that is my son's things from when he was Right, really when he's little, yeah. And you keep saying, well, I'll put that in my keepsake box. Well, this keepsake box is probably about four trunks deep by now. Right. Because you just sort of think every – I mean, I am getting better. Like, do I actually remember what that was drawn for or any relevance? No. Okay, it's going to have to go because I kept every flipping painting or right. whatever it might be going. Um, but even things like birthday cards from his third birthday and all these sorts of things, you're like, well – you know yeah but that would be really nice to look back on but then you just think you've got all this stuff it's just gonna have to go but it's it's that letting go of what was isn't it so you right just think, but I, will I remember what it was like when he was that small and well you have your, you know you have your memories and that's what people yeah. have to understand I mean they stick stuff in a box stick it in a in a closet somewhere they don't go it, through yeah. it all the time I mean no. you know it's nice to have um something you know say if you've got kids it's something that, that they drew or whatever but if you love it so much take it out have it framed hang it up on the wall as some sort of yeah. cool piece of artwork or whatever you don't have to keep every drawing that they ever did or the clothes or that they had one thing per year because you know that's not that many so if you right said, okay you know he's, he's going to be 18 this year but if i'm talking about 18 drawings 18 pieces of paper that's not that many right but if you said talk about these reams of everything right, year, right. you know that's when it's you know or even if there was one specific card from that birthday year that was quite sentimental from a grandparent mm -hmm. that was no longer you know um a great grandparent right. was no longer around or something which is the case for him because my grandmother was still around when henry was born nice um so that's nice to sort of keep one of those things but you don't need one from every single year do you no. that's the thing or it's just, just a case or every drawing that they've ever ever done 
you know, I've kept um, some cards of, you know, that mum had given to me, mum and John, um, for for people that are just, you know, tuning in to us. And um, I lost both my parents last year. So, of course, you're going to keep stuff, you know. Um, And then I was, you know, going through clearing out one of the drawers in my office and I found a a card from both of them. Mum, it was like early dementia, but it was – you know, it was her writing and, and John, my father's writing. And so I've kept that particular card because I think it was yeah. the last one that they both wrote in after that mum's, yeah. you know, dementia really took hold of her. But And that's okay. Um, and I will probably do something with it. But I haven't kept every single letter mum and I used to constantly write to each other when I first moved to Canada and um, Mm -hmm. you know I haven't kept all of those which some people might think oh that's just awful but I mean what what Um, yeah it's nice to sit back and read through but it makes me really fucking sad too well yeah and and I think at some stage you have to just get on you know move on with your life otherwise it just going back through all that stuff kind of keeps you where keeps you where you are if that yeah. makes sense where you can't actually move on and mum wouldn't want me to do that no. you know she wouldn't want me to be sad like i i mean mind you you don't have to read through a letter and stuff to be sad because it's still quite early days for me but it is. i just think i don't i don't want to keep all that stuff that's going to constantly weigh me down so, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping some stuff of, of mum's, but it's stuff that I love. And it's like with John, you know, some pieces of jewellery that I actually wear. I don't yeah. just stick them in a drawer. I um, He had some a couple of really great rings and he's watching. I'll wear them. I do wear them. Um, yeah. And so... Actually, that's a good point. I um, Last year, do you remember I did this? I told you about this. I had a lot of jewellery from an ex-partner that I just wasn't wearing and I didn't want Mm. to wear any longer. Um, It had some really good value to it all. And I thought, this is just crazy, keeping it all in a a drawer that's just going to sit there. Right. So um, basically what I did was sell it all, every single last piece of it, and collected the value of it all together and then bought myself another piece of jewellery that I was going to wear as a kind of a gift to myself. Right. Um, that was way more expensive than I would ever normally invest in myself, but just put all of that money towards it. Right. So I didn't feel any guilt about it. So I thought, well, what I've done is I've basically just exchanged it for still a piece of jewellery. I know exactly where the value of that has come from, but it's something that I'm going to wear. I'm going to enjoy. I've chosen it for myself and considered a bit of a gift for myself. And that then condensed probably about 25 pieces of jewellery into one. And I regularly wear them and I absolutely, as a pair of Dior earrings, I mean, they're ace. Right. Um, and I regularly wear them. So it's it's things like that, isn't it? It's yeah. The, you know, you don't have to necessarily get rid of something by chucking it out and saying, oh, that's that. You've For me, I've condensed something that I'm just never going to wear any longer for multiple reasons into something that I do wear regularly and treated myself to, to the value of it that I would never have normally spent that money on. Yeah, I like that idea. That's good. It's the same thing um, with exercise equipment too. You think mm-hmm. how much exercise equipment do people have? And we have quite a lot, but we use it. 
I mean, we yeah. use it every day. But for people that are, you know, maybe hanging on to exercise equipment that they never use, yeah, sell it. Put it on Facebook Marketplace, sell it. Maybe yeah. buy yourself like something that you will use or a gym membership or, I don't know, like some nice workout clothes and, you know, just mm -hmm. if you're just going to maybe go for a walk instead. It's that sort of thing because, you know, you were saying about the guilt um, and I made a note of that. When you see that every day, if you've got equipment that you just chuck and clothes over or whatever, yeah. and you see that every day, it adds this layer of guilt. And you and then that's just another thing that you have to contend with mm -hmm. and not be able to, to move past is the bloody, is that it's guilt. It's overwhelm, isn't it? It and is. It's weird. I, I found that um, I'm like that with my fridge. <laughs> so... If I open my fridge after I've done a, my the beginning of my week shop and my fridge is full, I find it really overwhelming. Oh, you do, so hey? Like, what am I going to choose? And there's too much choice. Right, yeah. And it's too full. And um, what I've noticed this week, I've sort of I've got some really nice boxes compartmentalised with, you know, different things, like leftovers or whatever it might be. But I can really clearly see what I've got, what I've got to choose from. And I'd far rather have less in my fridge and then restock it than it be so brimming. There's just too much food. And I'm like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. Um, I, I'd prefer to have less in there and mm -hmm. then potentially restock it during the week if I need to, or just have less, you know, right. just this week I've, I've absolutely said to myself, I did my shop, my big shop on, I think it was Monday this week feels like really long. I think it was Monday. Um, and I'm not going to go back to a supermarket again. This just going to use up stuff that you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got loads in the freezer. I've got loads of fresh stuff. I've right. Got fruit that sits there sometimes that gets thrown out because it doesn't get eaten. Right. Because it's just it's forgotten. Um, even, you know, condiments and things which are just a bit low on the bottle just sit there. So I was like, absolutely not. I'm going to start to use stuff up, which is, I think, brought on by me sorting out this kitchen cupboard. I could see what I've got. Right. I'm going to use some of the stuff. So I haven't been back to a supermarket oh, good all for week. You. Um, feels a bit weird because I'm normally in and out of over there every blooming day. Well, just think of but... all that time you've saved too and money that you time haven't money. spent. I know. Yeah. It was quite a big shop on Monday, which also inspired me thinking, right, that is it. You're not spending any more money right. on food because that was a lot you've just spent. But just be a bit more creative with what you have got. Um, so I think there's something to be said about having less, which makes your choice bigger. Yes. In a weird way, because I'm like, well, I can clearly see what I've got. I can choose from those things. When it's literally brimming, you can't yeah. just take the things that are on the front because you can't see everything else that's right, in the back. Right, from the back. Cupboard, and then it's gone out of date, and then it's been wasted, and it's just been sat there right. on you, knowing that you've got this wasteful stuff. So it, less is more in, in Definitely. quite a lot of ways. You were, you were talking about, you know, the condiments and just having, you know, jars with little bits in it yeah. I, I'm like that about things like shampoo and moisturizer and stuff because you know I like to sometimes and I'm sure this is a, a whole marketing advertising thing on social media yeah. or you see something and you think oh that sounds good you know like a, a moisturizer or a new shampoo I'm going to try that so you get it and then you use it but the stuff that you were using is still sitting there. Still so I am uh -huh. not, this is what I have promised myself. I am not buying any more shampoo, conditioner, moisturizers, anything like that until I have used up 
all the bits and pieces that I have still sitting there. No way, that's so weird because I'm doing exactly Exactly the same same thing. So many people, I know my my, um, sister, when I go home to Sydney, I stay with my sister and I use the bathroom uh, downstairs that my niece, you know, uses as well. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they're not listening to this. Um, But... (sighs) I, there's all it's full of so much stuff it's like and she doesn't even live there anymore she's moved out and oh. but it's like she still lives there and and I'm like oh my god there is so much stuff there one I think the the the, the money of it not that that's any of my business but no. um it's just like a lot of stuff to have yeah and so that's one of the reasons why I'm doing it so then I can go into my drawer you know, to my cupboard or whatever to put my moisturizer on in the morning and night. And that's the one I don't have to sort yeah. through finding it. It's just that, that pot anyway. So that's, I'm on a mission and I think, Oh God, th- this jar, there's like one jar of stuff. It seems to be lasting forever <laughs> because <laughs> I want to, well, no, then I've got two other jars to back it up <laughs> after that. So, but I'm thinking, no, I'm persisting with it because yeah. I promised myself that I would do that. And, you know, I'm not going to chuck them because, you know, it's stuff that, yeah. I, I mean, it's nice. Um, be, I, and, I thought it was actually the same. I was gonna be, it's going to be so nice when I've, I've gone through everything, even like the shower gels that you've had for Christmas presents. Right. Digging it all out of all of the drawers. Right. Well, it's going to take a while to get through it all, but um, yeah, I'm the same. And then you can choose something that you really want this is the whole thing the less is more so right i really want have one bottle of it there enjoy it yes and then the next time you can choose something different if you want to, right rather than having the same you know it's that sort of thing isn't yeah it? but, but so are you a decanter i'm a massive decanter of taking things out of one box that it's arrived in and putting it into another thing so i can clearly see what i've got do you do that or not i not do with cosmetics i just mean everything um Oh, I do it with, yeah, well, I do it with all the food. I yeah. do that. I take it out of the box and put it in jars. And if it's yeah. something that I use all the time, I'll label it because I have a lot of different flowers in the in the, yeah. um, the cupboard that I think I put in a jar and I think, oh, I know what that is. It's bullshit. I don't. Um, and then you end up pitching it because you yeah. don't know. So um, because we're, you know, surrounded by fields where we live, we do have issue with the tiny little field mice that come in. Yeah. And so I take stuff. One of the reasons I do it is because so the mice can't get to it because they can't if it's in yeah. a jar. But I um, definitely decanter and put it into a jar. So one, I don't know, it just it looks nice. You feel organized. Yeah. You haven't got a cupboard full of boxes and packaging. Oh, like, you know, you open a package and then you – fold the top down and stick it back in the cupboard i hate that i think that it just one it can come undone or even then putting it in a in a one-time use bag or something um it just makes everything look messy and then you get that overwhelm again because you don't know where stuff is or you can't find it one doing joke in this house because i do it even with my dishwasher tablets or my oh yeah even the pods that i use for washing yeah so i just put them in sometimes i buy a bigger bag because of economy right and then just take out you know a smaller amount that i'm going to use put them in a nice jar or something 
Yeah, put them. I've put them in. I tell you what, I've reused for my dishwasher tablets. I've reused a Yankee candle. You know the really big oh, yeah. Yankee candle yeah. pots. Cleaned all that because it's got a nice seal on the top, so it keeps it all dry. Right. And everything. Anyway, put mine in there. Well, that's good because you re, you're reusing something. Reused it, took yeah. all the label off and everything. And then my partner's a bit like, it just takes the mickey. He's like, why are you taking everything out of one perfectly usable container <laughs> and putting it into another? I said, because it makes me feel happy when I go to put the dishwasher on. I can use, I can get my right. nice little jar it's nice. anyway. He teases me a bit. And then a good few weeks back, we'd gone shopping and I brought stuff home. And I and I heard him muttering. He said, I cannot believe I'm doing this, but I'm actually putting it in the jar for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was taking it out of the box. He said, what has my life come to? And there he was taking them out of the packet, putting them into the jar. But it just makes things easier. Even the dog treats, you know. I right. put them out of the packet, put Same. them in a really big kill in the jar. Yeah. Because I can just clearly see what i've got just choose the one for that time it's nice and sealed so they don't go too hard right and, you know what that sort of stuff so yeah. i do actually think it does make life easier even though it looks nicer right it does make, it does make life it easier make definitely easier. and labeling it like my spices and people have to remember listening to what i'm about to say that i do cook a lot more than the average person because you of do. my work but my spices, um, the whole door of my pantry cupboard are little shelves that I have, little jars with my spices all in alphabetical order oh, with labels on. Yes, <laughs> it's so nice. When I say alphabetical order, I don't necessarily have, you know, like the, the common could be uh, before the caraway seeds, you know, so okay, it's not like not I'm just going first letter. <laughs> But I, but I have an idea and it makes such a big difference. So when I need to go and grab something like, you know, paprika and garlic powder, I'm not searching through. I know roughly where they are because I know that my alphabet. It's I keep going to get my cinnamon out because when I make porridge myself in the morning, I I put cinnamon on instead of putting anything sweet on it. I put that on it. Right. I keep going to the bloody cup and I'm like, uh, and I'm like doing this, trying right. to, you know, alphabetize it. There you go. And I literally thought that this week, going, right, that is it. This yeah. weekend, that's all coming out of there, and I'm going to put them in alphabetical, check the dates on things. So I'm sure there's some things in there that are probably way Especially too old. spices. Yeah, yeah, and then put them in alphabetical order. Right. I've got, and I know this is another problem because I've thought, I'm going to do a recipe. Oh, I haven't got that because I haven't checked what I've put in the cupboard right. first because it's been such a jumble in that particular cupboard. I've gone and bought another one. I've probably got three of the same right. rice jar. So I, if I do that as well, I can line them all up and I know then uh-huh. that then you've got not it. buy any more curry powder or whatever right. it might be um, and get through it all a bit first. I um, decan to mine. I put them into jars for that very reason right. because, well, one, they fit, you know, but yeah. um, to that way, you're not um, buying stuff over again. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, it works for me. It saves me a lot of time, I have to say. Yeah. I can just go and, and, you know, grab them out. I know where to put them back. It does make a really big difference. Speaking of jars um, and Tupperware and, you know, containers, I know a lot of people – if they use stuff in jars, think, oh, I'm going to keep that jar. That'll come in handy for something. And when we went through mum's place with my sister and I, um, firstly, we pared down, decluttered, and my parents had quite a big house. So there was a lot of decluttering and paring down to be done. But um, 
before they moved out of that house the year before uh, Debbie and I, my sister and I went through stuff. Mum must have had like over a hundred jars and I'm not, these are a hundred empty jars, all clean, put in a cupboard. Yeah. And because it was always, oh, well, that might come in handy for something. And I'm sure it would, but nobody needs that many jars. Not that it's many. like the same with containers. You know, if you buy something and it's in a container, and I yeah. know that we're all trying to be mindful of not doing that or using um, the container for something else, you know, recycling it or whatever. But, you know, unless you're batch cooking on a massive scale, yeah. Nobody needs like 30 containers in their cupboard. They just don't. 12. Maybe. 12 maybe is probably good, I reckon. Yeah. Um, we make Ramsey, our dog, we make his food. And so we have um, containers that we put that in that all mm -hmm. sort of fit on top of each other. You know, they stack in the freezer. Um, so that's not including his, but he has his own containers. Um, yeah. But that's, you know, something that, and you, then you have lids that don't have a body. Oh, I know. Where or, do they bloody you know, come from? Right, like, right. Come on. Like, yeah. Where has that gone? And like, go through and sort that out. Exactly. If it doesn't have a lid, chuck it, you know, yeah, or you've gone. got a lid. Just, yeah. get, just get rid of it. Recycle it, whatever. Except I swear something weird has happened in my drawer because I got a, a takeaway container out and the lid, and I haven't got that many. And it doesn't fit. And like, how can it not fit? I don't understand. <laughs> it should have shrunk in the dishwasher or something. It does not fit. And I tried every which way. And I'm thinking, this is weird. So weird things happen in Tupperware drawers. Right. I swear it does. But it's people so need to get out of that mindset of, oh, I have to keep this. It might come in handy one day. Yeah. It's bullshit. I mean, they're just, they're fooling themselves, really. So go through. That's a perfect place to start is... Yeah is the, the cupboard or the drawer or whatever that you keep all your containers in and just go through one. I think it's good if you can have similar shaped ones so then they all nest inside yeah. each other. Go through and just cull them. Do that. Now the other thing that's really bad is mugs. Because oh, okay. you're talking about the guilt and the emotional attachment. I, right. Every time I go to get it, I'm like, oh, but I remember who gave me that one or I remember where I got that one. And I've had that one for years. It's my favourite. And you're looking, I don't need 30 mugs. Just don't no. need that many. No. But I find it really hard to get rid of them. Right. Oh, no. No, you've got the ones that, um, that you know, like your ones. I use the ones that Sarah has, and I think I've talked about this before, beautiful. Um, she does the illustrations of... Uh, um, her company and then um, those illustrations then go on to, to mugs and cups and things. And yeah. and I use those. Uh, I mean, they're fine bone china. They're beautiful. And it's something like you could easily just put it aside for, you know, that day where it's a special yeah. occasion. But I think, oh, I love to have it. a cup of tea. I use yeah. that, all your staff, I use every day. I have it, you know. Do as well, actually. Yes. Because you know, they've got the, and like you, they've got the oversized teacups. Right. Every um, day. So they use, use my peasant day. cup, especially. That's my favourite one. But uh, I think I'm not just going to put those aside to use for no. a special occasion. That's what my parents did. Oh my god. It's they, a generational thing. Though, it's, it, it is a generational have, thing, yeah. and uh, there was some glasses that I bought back because you know when. You know, that this is in Sydney and I'm bringing them back to the US and there's only so much that you can get in a suitcase. Yeah. 
but um, there were some glasses that, that they had that only came out when they had dinner parties. And for a while, though, they were having a lot of dinner parties, but that was the only time my mum used them. Or I have them yeah. sitting on um, in the shelves. We have open uh, shelving in our kitchen. And I have them sitting there, and that's what I use if I'm having, you know, a cocktail like mm -hmm. a bourbon or a scotch or something. I just – I use those glasses. And I think if they break, yeah. they break. But why – I'm not going to live like how my mum did yeah, exactly. and just put stuff aside. Well, I do have um, – I do have – wine glasses gin glasses and champagne glasses that kind of my best ones right but best as in i don't drink every day anyway but i would get them out at a weekend for example and we'll have enjoy a glass of wine out of them if i was just gonna have something during the week i have also got a nice set that i've just got in my kitchen that i just easily grab if you see what i mean but they are because they were expensive they were a gift so i do keep them separately but i've got them really nicely organized in a a sideboard and I enjoy the process of going and getting them out and knowing that we're going to have a nice glass of a bottle of wine and stuff with right them. So they are my best ones but they're not best that never see the light of day they do come out they do get used but I carefully hand wash them dry them and put them away straight away if you see what I mean they're not right. looking about in the kitchen I um my parents gave me a dinner set it was actually two dinner sets so it made one big one for my 21st birthday and mm -hmm. um and i'm sure that they're expensive but i think it's coal poured or something like that mm -hmm. some fine bone china stuff so for years and years and years it sat in a cupboard in australia in their house yeah. in sydney right um downstairs where i had my where all my stuff was stored essentially um you know, because I moved to Canada and there was only so much I could take, and I didn't take this dinner set, but I, but it was something that I wanted to keep because it's, you know, it's lovely and I will use it. Yeah. Um, but I would bring that back. Um, I, I did it in two trips actually, like the okay the, the dinner set with all the all the bits, all the cups, the sauces, yeah, the you know sugar thing, the, the little jugs, etc. And I, would, I packed it all in my carry-on. So you could hardly get that bag oh above my head God. to put up in the overhead compartment. But I managed to get it all back. And then I cleaned it up because the cockroaches had had a field day on it. But oh, you know what? I've only used that once since I brought it back. And we moved my parents out in 2016. So that's something that I'm going to start using. Yeah. Not like an everyday no. using. No, but, but, I'm, but I'm going to – because – in doing this whole decluttering thing, my husband actually made um he took the top off a, a cupboard that I had, like a, uh, like a hutch, like the bottom of a hutch. He took the top off it and made it so I could lift the top up instead of right. sort of crouching down trying to get into yeah. it. And, and he put that dinner set in there so it's much more accessible. So that's okay. another thing too. Like you were saying, make people have got to make it easy yeah. to get to. Um, something else that I'd made a note that something that, um, I was going to do when I was feeling like a bit of a binge or, you know, wanted to just go and eat for just eating sake was instead of doing that, I was going to clean out a drawer or a cupboard or uh -huh. something just to, to use that, uh, time instead of, yeah. you know, eating to do that. But anyway, so that's something a that's lot of people want to try that. I think it's. So what you were talking about there is having the plates and not using them. Have things in your 
house that you love and if you love it then it belongs there and it will work right and if you love it then use it but it doesn't have to be used every day but use it and i think it's kind of the same approach to food isn't it have food in that you love don't right. have it there if you hate it even right. though it's supposed to be good for you yeah. just hanging on it's going to give you mental load because you just think oh i the should guilt. be eating that and yeah I the guilt so only have things in your home that you actually love mm-hmm. um, and then that can apply to anything. And I think the clarity that you then get from that, the, you know, we talked about structure and organization and everything gives you space to really focus on yourself, doesn't it? Doesn't it? So if you're trying to then make sure you've got time to exercise or trying to make sure that you've got time to prep some food, if everything's structured, everything's bare, you know, paired back, because you haven't got too much, you've, you've got this physical time you've right. got this physical space but it gives you mental time and space well, and you feel yeah you feel calmer yourself. don't you you feel yeah, much calmer. calmer it relieves um that in anxiety control. you yeah. feel in control having you know piles of stuff that you often have to think oh i need to deal with that or shoving um, it, out it the just way gives you anxiety it doesn't it gives you anxiety yeah. it can give you depression and what i think um a lot of people don't realize um Things like, well, they know this. These are um, like alcoholism. These are all addictions. Um, Alcohol, cigarette smoking, overeating, um, too much porn, um, gambling, and having stuff like shopping and clutter. They're all addictions. And, And maybe, you know, if people do surround themselves with stuff, they need to look at what what it is. Like any addiction, why am I doing that? Because there is an issue there. There is mm-hmm. some problem there. And people can say, well, either I don't know where to start or uh, – but there's there's some emotional aspect. And I, and I think for people to get rid of stuff that – because, I mean, there's genuinely people that have a real issue with that. And yeah. – you know, I've watched it on TV. I've lived it with my mother-in-law as well as my mom. Um, but there's a reason why, like any addiction, that that they have that. And I think people need to, to look at that. Do you think it's that. actually finding the parallel between when we've talked about food and this? It just struck me then. It's, it's, it's the mindless approach to things, isn't it? So when it's fast fashion and choosing clothes, for example it's the buying of it that they want to go through rather than dealing with the end result of the fact you've got piles of stuff when it comes in. Right. Um, it's so that feeling. It's that instant high that you get. Yeah. It's so that it's like anticipation. Eating, you know, it's the eating of the something there and now rather than dealing with the fact that what you're going to be doing is physically carrying around this extra load of stuff on your body, the extra weight and everything after you've eaten it. It's mindless. If you've chosen it mindfully because you know that it's, tasty or it's going to be nutritious it's good for you or i'm hungry so it's what i need to have to fuel my body it's probably not going to add to the load that you're carrying around you know the physical weight that you're carrying around on your body the same when you're shopping you know do you need it do you love it where's it going to live right and if you're going to bring it into your house what's going to go out instead so with your food if you're going to put it in your mouth what are you going to burn off are you going to right. go do the exercise yeah it's very similar yep. if you think about it it's and actually, when you've lost a bit of weight, you physically feel so much better. You feel better. lighter, yeah. 
when you've got rid of the stuff out of your house, you feel Same, lighter feel because lighter. you're not carrying it around. So there's some really strong comparisons between the two. That's not a tenuous link. I think it's very, very similar. Right. It's it's about being mindful about what you're keeping, what you're eating, what you're doing. It's doing everything, like we said last week, with intent, isn't it? So yeah. I've kept that item because I love it and I'm going to use it not on the well one day it might be okay and all of that sort of stuff and then have to bloody store it forever right it's just overload isn't it so i think it is very similar it's it's like padding it's like for me excuse me you know the the eating became padding the the emotional padding that protected me and i think people with their stuff it becomes like that too whether they realize it or not it does it it's like a buffer almost protecting you from the outside world but then the, and it's yeah. not really it's it's hindering you it's keeping you where you are so if you want to release if you want to move forward if you want to you know fresh start all those things call it what you want you need to then get rid of that that buffer that barrier to lighten the load to help you move forward and And don't you think the enormity of the job is similar to the weight loss as well oh yeah look around and you've got all this stuff in your house Uh overwhelmed it's too big there's no point me even starting where do i start right is the weight i've got too much weight to lose it's too daunting where do i start Again, start small. So if you're tidy and start with that Tupperware drawer with your weight loss, just start with one week of making your food plan and eating within that week. It's, it's rather than trying to look. If you someone said to you, you've got to sort your whole house out, you're thinking, well, what? I can't do it. Because right. Where am I going to start? If someone says, right, you've got to get rid of all of that weight in one go, you're like, well, I'm never going to do it. So is there any point starting? It's it's just those small steps again, isn't it? It's the same thing as, it, as we've spoken about right. many times. It's also not kidding yourself. Because people will say, oh, oh, I'm not a hoarder or I don't keep stuff or I'm good at, you know, either donating or getting rid of stuff. And I mean, chances are they're not. People kid themselves that there's um, also a thing, too, when you start to do that and then you have a pile of stuff that you're going to donate, maybe a pile of stuff you're going to sell. And then a pile of stuff that needs chucking out. And then that in itself can be overwhelm because well, you think. boot for the next four months. Right, right. <laughs> so what you need to do is follow through with that and get yeah. rid of it. I mean, even Actually. if you have to make three trips to, to, you know, a place to donate it, do that. So you don't have more shit piled up that yeah. then that gives you anxiety because you can't, you keep thinking, oh, I need to, you know, get rid of that i need to take it here or give it to somebody or whatever just do it do it like yeah. do it now rather than tomorrow because tomorrow is, exactly never comes no it? no and i'm the same after i've um cooked dinner in the evening after i've cooked and we've eaten i have to go and tidy my kitchen up before i can settle down to watch oh, any yeah. television or go and do my next job yeah and i was like i'll just leave it do it later i can't i can't relax until it's done because I want to come down the next morning knowing that my kitchen is clear, ready for me to make, you know, breakfast and everything. And it's those things. If it's going to take you less than 10 minutes, do it now. Oh yeah. Because, but tomorrow morning will come around and you were saying that chaos of running down the hall before. Yeah. Like, I can't even make the bloody toast because there's 
crap all over the side. Right. Hate it's a horrible way to start your day. It's such a knock-on effect yeah. that then all of a sudden what you're trying to do is make a packed lunch and breakfast and you can't do it. You'll get snappy because you're like, well, hang on a minute, I'm just trying to. And I've been there many, many times. You know, when I've, particularly when I started my business and my son was a lot younger, you're literally chasing your own tail all of the time. Um, but if it takes you less than 10 minutes, honestly, just do it now because you'll be so grateful for it, you know, well, for yeah. later. Even if you're tired, I know, you know, yeah. people are oh, tired, but what I do is I'll get up, you know, if I have some time where I'm sitting on the couch, often, the, often I am sitting on the couch still doing some work, but around eight o'clock at night, I think, okay, I go and I get my clothes out for the next day. And we've talked about this, you know, cause then they're yeah. there for working out. Um, and I will fill, um, like the coffee thing up with water or the tea kettle up with, with water. I organize Ramsey's bowl because, you know, I feed him early in the morning. Yeah. Um, just, you know, anything that, that I might need first thing in the morning, I have it there ready to go. It's either clean or it's organized and I know where it is. So I'm not dealing with it, like going through clothes. You're talking yeah. about... Um, you know, washing and stuff and, and the laundry. And because I don't iron things, I iron them maybe as I need them. A lot of my clothes yeah. I don't, you know, so much need ironing. Um, not in winter anyway. That's more a summer thing. But um, I take them out of the dryer and I mm -hmm. fold them and I put them away. It takes like five or ten minutes to do. Yeah. But it's the same with getting organized in the night. Just that little bit of time can make a huge difference to how your day starts it, it does but it's what we talked about last week it's effort and action isn't it right it's weird because those clothes are not going to jump off that rail themselves and put them away it's just as much as you could wish that there's a washing ferry that's going to come and do it for you there isn't no so you're gonna you have to put the action in to get the results so that's why you live only have got an amazingly perfect house because what you are willing to do is put the action in to do it so as you said i like i love that one touch thing but you yeah. put it away you don't just leave i it put stuff away yeah you put it away you know and actually no one's done that for you no one's nope. just suddenly said oh it's a miracle it's all just it's it happened on its own the only reason it's like that is because you've done it right now the difficult part is when you've got to the stage where your house is not like that and you're going to have to battle through it to, to do get it. it you know and yeah. declutter get rid of it I'm probably middle ground. It's really not that bad, but I have got way too much stuff. As I said, you know, there's people that have probably got mountains of stuff and think, what the flip? I'm never going to get this done. Genuinely, if you just did 15 minutes a day, uh huh, 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 set a timer. Not scroll, yeah, not scrolling on your phone. Right. But 15 minutes of doing that, yeah. you would make an in-depth. Everybody has time. I think if, if yeah. somebody tells me that they don't have time to do that, I, I call bullshit on that. Because yeah. I think you think of how many blocks of time you sit around, like you said, scrolling or doing, you know, mindless yeah. stuff. Just, yeah, 15 minutes, set a timer. And and knowing, if you if know... You every day for a week, you'd be oh, amazed at, at what you could made. accomplish. And, yeah. and also, I think it makes a difference knowing that there's a timer set. We were talking about the blocks of, of time. Yeah. Um, that English lady cat... Corey, I think her name is. Um, I think I put her link in last week's um, um, episode. But um, she said about doing things in blocks of time of 50 minutes. And uh, and then you have 10 minutes where you can 
make a cup of tea or yeah. whatever, or, you know, throw some washing on, fold some washing. But um, so I've been doing that this last week is just say mm-hmm. is setting a timer for 50 minutes and knowing that there's a timer set makes me work faster yeah. at, you know, how much can I get done in that amount of time? So yeah, for anybody that's starting this whole decluttering thing, first of all, start with that rule, touch it once, start that right now yeah. and then set a timer for 15 minutes, could be 30 minutes, whatever, 10 minutes even. And, and then just start doing that every day. And yeah, like Sarah said, you'll be amazed at how much you can get done because honestly, I don't think people realize until they get rid of the shit, how much of this stuff and, and is, is holding them back and weighing them down and, and how different that they'll, they'll feel. There's a pair of pants that is hanging up. I mean, there's several pairs, but there's one pair in particular. They're kind of like tights that are hanging up in our leggings or whatever you want to call them in my, my closet. And I keep thinking, oh, well, I'll wear those, but I haven't. And I haven't worn them for two years and they're hanging there. And every winter I take them out and hang them back up. And I think <laughs> when I start, you know, we were talking about yeah. um, like our goal for the, the coming week. But when I start doing that, that's they're going to they're going to go because I'm thinking I am it's time. It's, it's time. time. That's just one thing that that in in many that are going to go. But that's just one thing. But I and, you know, um, I think if people look at it as a way of like suffocating too. Like stuff mm-hmm. can suffocate you, and and there's there's reasons why people buy a lot of something. Like you know, they won't just buy like a tube of toothpaste; they'll get like two or three tubes of toothpaste. And I think that mm-hmm. it's that whole um, not having. You know, if people maybe came from a a poor background yeah, or, sort of thing, yeah. it, it then, you know, they'd like, cause my mum said that to me one time, you know, when she was married to my dad, she could never have like a backup of something in the cupboard, like a backup tube of toothpaste. Right. Cause he was so tight. But, um, so then later when they were, you know, she wasn't with him, they were divorced. She would keep multiple, you know, rolls of toilet paper, toothpaste, yeah stuff like that and yeah okay it's one thing to be prepared but she did it because it made her feel good she could go and she could see that and it and yeah. it was like abundance it gave her this feeling of abundance which is really a false it's it's yeah. a falsehood really at the end of the day so i mean there's things like that too so you don't need to buy multiple things of of no. stuff either just enough and that's the thing it's just Having just enough is enough. Right. You don't have to have more. It's not great to have less. You feel a bit panicky. If you haven't got enough, you run out. It's really annoying or whatever. But just enough is all you need. Right. And I think I was just thinking that there's so many different accounts that we can follow now for inspiration of different ways to do it. It's just finding the one that suits you. Right. That's the thing. So with regards to sort of creating um, sort of storage solutions or creating structures or routines or, you know, it's it's got to suit what you want to do right um, and but you have i think some, people have to be ruthless too it has to suit them but it has to be they they have to be ruthless i understand that 
there's that sentimental thing. But if they're not really on, it's being honest with yourself. It's the same with this journey that we're on. We we have to be brutally honest with ourselves too. It's like, you know, why am I doing this? Or like, it's like, why am I keeping this? Be honest. Are you keeping it's it? Because thought of it, it's like we said before. It's so much worse. It's right. It's gone. You just go. It's fine. It's very, very rare that you ever regret getting rid of something. I know, very right? Rare. So, if, if then that's what people need to think of. Does it serve a purpose? Yeah. Do I love it? And um, do I use it? And if yeah. it's yes, a few sentimental things. Like I was saying about the card from mm-hmm. from Mum and John, where they it was the last one that they both wrote on. That's different, you know, but um, if it doesn't tick those boxes, then it ne- it really should go. I give myself a little criteria when I'm sorting things out. I, I pretend I'm like, if I was going to move abroad tomorrow. Right. What would I take? Would it be important enough for me to take? Right. Home? As and someone that's know, done that, well, you know, yeah, when exactly I moved you know from Sydney like. to Canada, I had two suitcases and, and I know that might sound cliched, but it's amazing what you can live without. Focuses your mind. <laughs> it does. And then in the end, I had a, a small container. And it was very small. You know, you hear container, you think those big shipping containers. But it was just, it was small. And I had that um, sent over with more momentum, mementos really, and some cookbooks mm-hmm. and stuff. But, um, you know, it, it's amazing what you don't actually need there yeah. is um there, there are these two guys that started this company and and they're called um i wrote it down somewhere um i've been following them for a while and they do it's extreme what they do it's um the minimalist.com i think and they were they both had um very well paying jobs they had lots of stuff until they decided mm-hmm. that they were drowning in it it was taking the, the, the stuff, because the more stuff that you have, you know, like boats, campers, da-da-da, that sort of the stuff to too, of you have to take care of it. Yeah. And then that adds stress. So anyway, they decided they were going to get rid of a whole lot of stuff. And, um, and I mean, some people disagree with them, but it's just, it's an interesting concept. They've written some books um and i'll put their link into um, they have a really good podcast and even if you don't agree with everything they say they have they have some interesting people on there and it it's just it's thought it's it's uh, okay. food for thought yeah to to listen to and watch they um they do it on youtube as well so you can watch them too so for um for next week sarah what uh, what's your goal going to be for the coming week okay my goal is quite a, a hefty one but it's got to get done so i want to decorate my office but before i can decorate my office i have to declutter and organize it so my goal next week is to get that office decluttered i have made a small start on it but it needs a good dedicated amount of time in there um, i'm actually really busy with work at the moment too so it's going to be quite a juggle to find time as well as my exercising as well as right right and you know but I am going to find it because it's it won't get decorated until I have and I'm desperate to get it decorated it's so tired it's been not given any attention for quite a number of years so that's my goal this week I'm going to get that office cleared I love having a nice workspace I have to 
have a nice workspace. So Mine that's is not right now. <laughs> it just it makes such a difference to to your train of thought, to your creativity, to everything. Yeah. Uh, for me, it does. I think for a lot of people, and they may not even realise it. You know, if you perched at the kitchen table, which some people have to do with piles of shit everywhere, it really yeah. doesn't. It doesn't let the the good energy flow. No. However dicky that might sound, it's I am, true. I am lucky. I've got a really nice office. I've got a really nice space. I've got a dedicated space with, you know, my big screen and everything. That's all fine. It's just not tidy, beautiful, and it's got too much stuff in it. Right. Which, because it just accumulates. You know, a lot of my product comes in because I've been doing photography or trade orders or samples and all of that sort of stuff and all of a sudden it doesn't get put away like you said touch once doesn't right and it doesn't get put away properly so i've got that stacked up i've got paperwork because the admin the actual admin has been done but not the storage of it so it's those sorts of things right. that just need to be dedicated uh cleanse yes well just dedicate you know just a little bit of time each day although yeah. you probably just want to get in and and do I it do because my time each day at the moment is still doing things like my laundry and my drawers and stuff. Like right, that. So I'm right. Still do that as well. That's going to continue. Yeah. Because actually, it doesn't it? Will stop. This is going to have to be a good get in there, elbows deep, yeah. and get it sorted. Yeah. yeah. My goal for this week is going to be um, getting rid of stuff each day. So um, before we started recording, I was talking to Sarah about this, and I was saying how I had. Um, read about this I couldn't tell you where or I'd seen somebody else do it and what they had done was as each day progressed through the month so like you know the first day of the month you get rid of one thing second day you get rid of two things and so on and on it goes until you know you're at day 25 you get running getting rid of 25 things but Sarah said she had seen something similar where because I thought well that's easy in the beginning and then towards the end of the month, Hard. that would get yeah. harder. And that's probably, you know, people might give up. But but um, Sarah said that she had seen someone do something very similar where they took all the numbers, they put them into a jar, and then each day they would pick one out. So pick one day you one. might yeah. pick 14 out, and the next day you might pick, you know, three out. And yeah. I think that way, because then you're not thinking, oh, God, I've got to get rid of 20 things tomorrow. Tomorrow is 825. Right, right. <laughs> So you just don't know. And and yeah. I think that – so that's what I'm going to do instead is I'll write the numbers out, chuck them in, in a jar, jar mm-hmm. and then just pick it out every day. So, um, you know, what are we at? Today's the second. So for today I'll pick two numbers out because, you know, I didn't um, do that yesterday. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm going to do for the whole month and then I really see how I go. I really count 25 and 24. Oh shit! Right, because be <laughs> especially at the moment, because I'm still working on the Mexican book. I know on book. the book. <laughs> like, ah. It's like okay. the book that I never think ends. You full permission, right? If you pull out a twenty-five <laughs> to put it back put in. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky but, dip going. Oh. <laughs> but then people might think. So at the end of the month, the whole idea is that you have about 400 or so things that you've got rid of and people might think oh that's so much but it's not really I mean it could be like 10 containers out of the cupboard and you know there you go then that's done or or, or yeah or nail polish that you never wear that you think oh I'm going to wear that hideous purple color maybe it'd be great at Halloween but you know so anyway so I mean it you can easily find 25 things so um and i have my problem is 
I have a lot of props because of the food photography that I do, food styling. And I think, oh, I might use that dish on something. Mm -hmm. Um, Never happens. So um, I'm also going to, I constantly go back through my props, but I'm going to to do that too because I think that I just have too many or I buy stuff and I think, oh, God, Lavoni, why did you buy that, you know? I tend to stick with the same thing, the neutrals and all the rest of it. So anyway, it's easy to come up with 25 things. That's what I'm yep. long-winded saying. Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing, as well as keeping up with the other goals. Like I really like yeah. this working Today. out every day thing. Yeah. Even like I said, if I don't have my usual 50 minutes, just if I can step in and go on the bike for 15 minutes or something, yeah. but just to do something every day to get into that routine because I don't want to lose what we're already done. Yeah. And as far as losing weight this week, so um, I was kind of bummed, but I'm thinking don't be bummed. It was only, it was like hardly even worth mentioning. It was like 0.3 of a kilo. But I think that, that where, cause I was like, Oh, well I was working out and, you know, being good. But I think this is, um, Another thing that I'm going to add into my week, and I've said this before, but I'm actually going to do it, is writing stuff down. Because mm-hmm. when, because you know, testing this book, I'm not sitting there constantly just shoveling the food in my face, but I'm still going over, obviously, my caloric mm-hmm. intake. Yeah. Um, yes, I've been gradually losing, but this last week, really, I, I thought I would have lost more. And I think, well, it's because I'm taking in more food than I'm, you mm-hmm. know, calories than I'm burning off. So starting from like right now, I'm going to be writing it down. It just takes okay. five minutes and just, you know, so I can, I can see, but I have a feeling that the next week when I weigh myself, that there might be quite a significant a jump. jump. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, anyway, so that there, um, that's my goal. That's what I've got coming up. And what about cooking, Sarah? Are you cooking anything fab? Um, I wanted to share a delicious meal that I made last night. Oh, I'm okay. I'm so proud of myself. Please. So I did a bit of a twist on uh, an enchilada. So I had the corn that's so funny. tortillas. It's all the Mexican talk. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so, and is. that's what I've been – and that's so weird because I've been testing enchiladas. Seriously. No. I must – yeah, in the last two days I've I've done probably eight different enchiladas. It's like I'm. Oh, it's like I'm sending those vibes out to you. That's so funny. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, go on. No, you're right. So I, all I did was it was partly because it was a use up, you know, right. because I haven't wanted to go shopping again. Um, but I really finely chopped white cabbage, carrot, red onion, and did I put something else in there? Yeah, can't remember what the other thing was now. It'll come back to me in a minute. Um and sauteed them with olive oil and garlic powder so that it got really nice and soft. And then I added um, my Mexican spices to that. And then I put that with my sliced chicken inside my enchilada rather than all of the normal things that I would normally put in. And oh, so it was loaded with vegetables, absolutely loaded with not much chicken in each one. It was so 
delicious. Oh, nice. I just want want to have it again tonight and the next night and the next night. It was just, but it wasn't one of those, you know, oh, I must get this, this and this to put inside it. It was using up stuff that I had. Right, right. Really, really well. Oh, that's good. That's good. Lots and lots of vegetables. So it was really packed with that. So actually, I think it was from a sort of calorie point of view and a nutrition point of view, you filled up really quickly right? without having a huge number of the actual sort of the corn tortilla wraps and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that was that was a favourite. Listening to you just say that then about filling up quickly, you know what I've noticed is that I get full more quickly now than before. So mm-hmm. my body is wanting to – yeah. but – I'm st- I still keep eating what I'm used to rather than oh, just okay. thinking, oh, I'm full, I'm going to stop. I'm still, it's like the same quantity almost, yeah. maybe a little bit less. So that's something that I really need to, to focus on mm-hmm. is just because, because I am used to, I don't know, I'm used to eating, I'm getting used to eating less, but at the same time, it's that habitual thing of yeah more. So, um, yeah, sorry. Anyway, go on. So, yeah, that, so that's what you're say, making. I'm going to try the – you told me about – I'm going to have to um, look at it properly. You told me about marinated eggs. Oh, I'm going to put that on my website yeah, um, next I week. Try that. So I messaged Sarah the other day and I said something about marinating eggs. She said, oh, that – What? What? <laughs> and I, so I got, I got some eggs and I sort of – I didn't quite soft, soft boil them, but they weren't hard boil. That Just that perfect yeah, yeah. where you can, you know, use them cold in egg salad and stuff. So um, I I did like a soy sauce, ginger mixture with some, um, you know, sesame seeds and stuff and green onion. And um, then I had them with um, some rice. So I made them and then I sat them in this marinade in the fridge. And then over the next few days, I'd eat them. And, um, you know, my husband would take one to work. And so... They don't necessarily look pretty because the soy sauce makes them, mm. you know, the outside go brown. But then you cut into them and you see that ring and they've got that beautiful yolk. And then I'd sprinkle the sesame seeds over. And then I, I had them with some rice and some pickled veggies that I did, um, nice. some cucumber and onion and radish. And um, I've got these little um, – I get these little snack packs of seaweed that are yeah, crispy. Yeah, and these are wasabi-flavoured, yeah. which is so good. Um, I'd have some of those with it and then just um, a squirt of sriracha sauce. A couple of times I did avocado on there as well. But they're so good. Marinated eggs. Delicious. So I've I'm gonna, never heard of it, but yeah, I'm definitely going to try that this week. I'm going to do that. And then I also made, I don't know, I was on a bit of an egg run. I made this really, really good egg salad for sandwiches and wraps and things. So um, I'm going to share that recipe too. But it was funny and I can't believe that um, that I'm – making this outside of having to make Mexican food, but doing all these Mexican recipes um, has one taught me a lot about, you know, that the food, but also yep. um, it's just inspired me. And there was a, a skillet recipe that I tried where it was kind of like a fajita, you know, that, but it, but, you know, but it wasn't a fajita um, mm-hmm. and you could put in tacos or whatever just with chicken and lots of veg that was really tasty so I'm going to um, to share that recipe too so that's that's kind of what um, what I've been well I'm going to be eating and sharing I'll so, definitely be doing some of those yes easy easy quick and easy things definitely 
so for next uh, week for what... next week yeah we're going to be we're going to just be discussing parenting um and how do you juggle prioritizing your own health as well as taking care of dependents so that's going to be quite a big topic i think that'll be interesting I'm looking forward to that one. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Waiting Room Podcast. It has been a little longer than um, than our usual ones, but I don't know, the whole decluttering thing, I think there's a lot of people out there that really need to sort of dig deep yeah. here. So, uh, you know, if you, if you do get in and do some decluttering, please make sure you drop us a note there on, um, on Instagram and give us a follow if you're not already. The Waiting Room Podcast, just uh, search for that. And make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening. See you.